This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. From your television, SaskTel customers can uh, find AMI-audio simply by going to channel 555. And Rogers Mountain subscribers, you guys can look for us on channel 889. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Kelly McDonald here with you on a Friday. Welcome back to the program. A lot ahead. Do stick around. We've got a couple hours if you're new to the show. Thanks. Thanks for giving us a try here. We're here from 2 p.m. Eastern to uh, to 4 p.m. Eastern time. The first repeat of the program is at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Right now, though, let's welcome in John Beeler. It's time for our app update. This is the App Show, unlocking software secrets for smartphones, tablets, TVs, and more. Always a pleasure, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? All right. It's a good finish to the week. Good weather here. Our humidity has broken, so I think most of us aren't whining about that. We know touch wood because it'll come back or we'll continue to get those darn storms we've been getting. And you guys out there? It's been pretty good. Nice. It's not quite as hot as it's been, but it's, it's still good. All right. Uh, everybody looks forward to getting a chance to talk about technology with you, uh, apps, whatever direction you take us in. But uh, this is one of those... Sometimes we get these stories and you're just like, uh-oh, I don't, don't want to hear this stuff, especially as it's ever-changing times. Uh, Facebook turns over mother and daughter's chat history to police, resulting in abortion charges. What's going on? Yeah, the, I wanted to sort of highlight this story because, um, not because of the abortion angle, which is tragic in a whole bunch of other ways, um, but more so because of the fact that a lot of people use social media chat systems and direct messaging uh, for everyday conversations. And in Nebraska, uh, a mother and daughter who had talked about having an abortion in a state where that's not allowed, um, they basically have been arrested because of their chat history that uh, someone tipped off the police to and Facebook had to turn it over. Now, there's a couple things here that is really interesting. One is that Facebook legally was requested to hand over the chat history. Now, that in itself is pretty commonplace if there's, you know, a, a crime or something uh, that seems like it might be a crime. It's not uncommon for the authorities to ask for anything that they can do to help corroborate that. Right. In this particular case, though, they're using Facebook Messenger, which doesn't by default encrypt your messages. And what that means is that the mother and the daughter in this example, their chats would be completely invisible to Facebook or the authorities unless they actually had those people's phones and they were unlocked. So, mm -hmm. But the problem is Facebook doesn't enable encryption by default. It's there, but you actually have to turn it on. Uh, for each chat that you're having, there's a little padlock icon on the top right corner of Messenger. And if you slide that, it'll lock the conversation, effectively encrypting it. But it's not on by default. And this is something that a lot of uh, privacy groups and people have been asking Facebook to do. It's like, well, why don't you just make it the default? Because partly, I think, because Facebook wants to you know, look at these chats and say, hey, is there any advertising opportunities in here? to wow. build that profile, at, as we've always talked about. 
But the WhatsApp is by Automatic, right? Uh, WhatsApp is actually owned by them as well. That's, that's what I was just going to say, but I thought that was Automatic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, it it, it is. Um, but it's, well, we'll th- there's another topic we'll talk a little bit more about some of the changes they've made uh, on, on WhatsApp. But yeah, the, 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 the bottom line is you shouldn't be having any intimate personal conversations in a social media messaging system. So in the past when Facebook has been asked to do this, um, have we not seen them? Well, no, we're not turning this and that over. We don't have, it's interesting where the choices will be made. And, but I think like you're saying here, it doesn't matter because really folks don't have those kinds of conversations because they yep. can be viewed. Um, if you're okay with whatever you're saying and if that was possible, but when you talk about something, especially in, in a state or, or wherever that you know is a crime, don't be into that. If you don't do yeah. it. Well, even just talking to a family member about something personal, like medical conditions or uh, financial situations and stuff, like don't use a social media app to have that conversation. Have it on the phone or in person. It's crazy. Not through Twitter. It's nuts because you sit here. Yeah, exactly. You sit here saying this and and wondering how armed are we with our own knowledge. We sit here laughing because, oh, well, what does the the A-lady hear us say or Google? uh, What is being listened? What is being kept and potentially retrieved by another party, uh, whether it be law enforcement, advertisers, whatever? And you start to sit here and realize, yeah, there's social media, man. You can socialize. You can chat. But really, folks... Imagine yourself still in that crowd or on the bus where people are listening to you. Well, I've always maintained that if you're having a, a, a private conversation on a social media platform of any kind, doesn't matter what it is or what they claim, encrypted or not, just assume that somebody there has the ability to read your message or listen to your message. Someone from an administration level, they potentially have access to that private conversation. And if you don't want that, then don't use that system to have that conversation. Right. Um, We'll move into your second one, which uh, it sounds like potentially something really kind of cool happening. We've got some experimental earbuds here that can detect ear infections and other medical uh, issues that you might be having going on with a simple chirp. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Some, uh, a company has created something called ear health. And this is essentially using off-the-shelf earbuds. Uh, they've tweaked the microphones that are common in earbuds uh, to basically listen inward to hear inside your ear. And what they do is they will actually, instead of playing music, they'll make a chirp sound. And not unlike radar uh, or sonar, it'll actually go through and sort of listen and and see if it can come across any abnormalities in your ear canal. So stuff like, uh, you know, an earwax buildup that could be hindering your, your hearing abilities could be detected. The, the thing is they have to have like a, like a, a baseline. So when you're in, your ear is in good health, you would have to do this, run a diagnostic test. And then if you encounter a problem or maybe, you know, regularly these earbuds could be set up so that every time you go to play your music, it does a little, you know, quick status check. How's John's ears doing? And it can wow. report back anything that it detects that's an anomalous. And I guess as time goes on, or maybe they're even there now, you could program this 
this talent, the skill of it, to be able to hear things if you have infections? Is there things that happen within, you know, the, the you know, extra fluid that's there? Wax, you can totally get the idea that it's going to detect that, hey, there's less space here than what there normally yep. is or what there should be. Something's going on and likely this is, is what's happening. Um, do we know how many things that they perceive at this time? And, and again, the only things I can think of is like you said, the earwax, the buildup, yeah. infection. Um, do they think there's any further they could go with that? Well, it sounds like they can also detect ruptured eardrums, which you'd probably know. Right. But, um, there's, there's some other, uh, medical conditions I can't even try to pronounce, <laughs> uh, which are, which are typical you know, ear infections or inflammation of the middle ear, which can be caused by, say, a, a sore throat or a cold, those types of things. But what's interesting is that sometimes these things could be early warning signals for other bigger problems. Yes. And because of the fact that they were, you know, fairly successful with uh, this diagnosis accuracy, they had 82.6% diagnosis accuracy with this system. Uh, of trying uh, apparently 92 different test subjects uh, for some that had very specific uh, ear uh, illnesses at the time. So they knew what they were looking for, but they they wanted to confirm that the software would actually detect it. And 82.6% accuracy, which is pretty great. And then they're going to also apply AI-powered algorithms so that they can continue to improve and be more accurate in detecting these things. You know, it makes sense, doesn't it? Like it, you're looking at a certain kind of space. You're looking at really what what things could be detected that are there, and you know whether it's early ear damage from blaring your music or anything like that. There's there's that definite. There's a, a change here, whether that knows exactly what it's likely to be a, a buildup of wax or something like that. As I'm sure sometimes the you know the algorithm could tell you that. Uh, other times it's see someone. I'm sure it would be the prompt you get, see, see an ear specialist because something's not right in here. Um, and I think that, again, we go so much on, well, I hear a cracking in my ear. Or I hear this and that. Uh, and if this thing could detect something starting early or just stuff that we, a lot of time people don't know about hearing loss, such as to wax or something, just because you don't notice the decline. That's right, because it's so gradual. Yeah, that's really amazing. Okay, WhatsApp. We, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, we had a few things here, and we've got a bit of list. Uh, they announced some screenshot blocking and more privacy features. Yeah, these are some interesting uh, updates to, to WhatsApp that I think most users will welcome. Uh, one is that you can now choose who can see you when you're online. So the, the problem is when you send a message, if the other party is online, you know they're online, you know they've seen the message, but they're not responding to you. Are they ignoring you? You know, those types of questions pop up. So now you can actually be sort of hidden or offline to to those users unless you want to be. Also, and this is a common problem that seems to bite politicians a lot, is you can actually now turn on uh, uh, a feature that will prevent someone from taking a screenshot of your messages. So you have that ability to sort of make your messages more private. Wow. And and then, you know, this is a common problem, especially if you get added to a group uh, without your, you know, uh, opting in. Right. Uh, being able to leave a group silently so it doesn't alert everybody in the group that you just left. Although the admins will still be alerted. So that's, you know, if it's like a family Facebook or a WhatsApp group and you, you leave the family, then then, you know, 
the parents will be notified or whoever set up the group. But uh, that seems like a good feature as well. Yeah, I like that one. I think that that is useful. Um, The one that I, of course... (laughs) Not something I, I would be doing is taking screenshots and stuff like that, I, I guess. But that's, especially on a platform like that, I understand the use of it in other areas. If, if you're having tech problems or someone says, get me a screenshot of what's, what's happening, of course. But um, which one for you of, of the stuff you've seen, what you've mentioned, is, 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 is the most important? That last one, you think? Um, well, I, leaving a group silently, that, that's, I mean, I, I think it depends on the context of the group. Yes. You know, does it, does it matter? Like I get added to groups all the time and it's usually from a spammy perspective and I'm like, okay, great. So I can just leave this and no one's going to be upset. Um, but I, I think being able to choose who can see when you're online. So if you want to sort of go in and check your messages sort of on the sly, that's a great feature. Um, and then being able to prevent others from taking screenshots of your messages that you've said. Again, it depends on what you're talking about, but you know, like going back to the the, the Facebook Messenger and the abortion uh, ladies, um, that would prevent that from happening as well, right? You know, because yeah. those screenshots wouldn't get out to the to the authorities and about their conversations if that's how it was uh, shared with them. So with um with uh, WhatsApp or, or Facebook, one of the things that I, I'm in the privileged position of sitting here listening to you tell us about these updates. How do generally people know about them? Is there often something that comes across letting you know, hey, there have been some changes, go read it. Do, do people really bother? Because that's where I, I hesitate thinking, how do we really get people to note these things are here? These, some of these, like you say, are pretty important. I think it's people like us having these conversations to a wider audience because some of these things are so buried in the settings right. and unless you're actually following like the WhatsApp blog or the Facebook messenger blog about certain features, like I actually went and looked up how to actually encrypt my messages and all my messages weren't encrypted by default. And, you know, I couldn't even figure out how to turn it on without having to like literally Google it. And, and look for that lock. Yeah. And wow. so I, I, you're right. I, I think it is a problem. I, I think, what these stories sort of highlight is the fact that it's never a bad time to have a go through your settings for the any apps that you care about that you use a lot, especially if you're having non-public yep, conversations with. Yeah, right. And, yep, you're right. And how and and review those settings because I know Facebook especially has been guilty of changing settings all the time and turning yeah. them on, turning them off. John, and, we'll talk uh, about this later. We uh, we're out of time, yeah. man. But thanks a lot. Great advisement. Always bringing the best stuff. We'll be back in a moment here on Kelly and Company. John Beeler, he'll be back next week with more on our app update. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.